Um, so I have kind of a juicy story this week. <laughs> Good, because I my I have nothing. Let's just say I have okay. nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Well, so I think last week on Tuesday, I woke up was having a pretty normal morning, and um, Ozzy's been he's been. I think I told you this, that he's been living with me. He's got a job in Lansing. You didn't, and, but um, Jesus Christ, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's... <laughs> I was just saying to Ayo the other day that you... I'm like, they've been together forever and they don't even live together. So, hello. Oh my God. It happened in like... I think it happened in like... May, maybe even before that, honestly, it's like we've been living together for several months now. And I swear I told you, but like, he's been going home on the weekends and working on his car. So normally, I only see him during the week after work. And so it's like, it's not terribly like different for how we were interacting before. But now he just lives here, whatever. And so (laughs) he gets up to go to work. And I was already like, you know, uh, uh, starting my day. And he looks out the window. And he's like, um, where's my car? And I was like, what do you mean? Where's your car? He's like, it's not there. Are you? I was like, oh my God. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So it, we go outside, look for his car, nowhere to be found. We get in my truck. We start driving around trying to like, see like what the fuck happened. Um, he ends up calling the police to report it stolen. Mm-hmm. And, Oh my god, it's so stupid. His wallet was in his car too. Are you? And so I yeah. mean, yeah, Ozzy, come yeah. on, dude. You I know. don't leave your wallet in your car ever. I know, I know. But the it did help in a way because obviously the people tried to use his credit cards, oh. and um, so then his bank alerted him like, "Hey, your credit cards were trying to be used at this place." And so he went to the place and talked to the clerk that was working there. And she was like, yeah, this person tried to use your car, like, f- your card, like, four times, and it got declined. And then she ended up using her personal card. And I have here her information. Here's her, like, phone number, her name, and her address. Like, Damn. so he got, like, all of that information. Yeah. And so he was able to give that to the police. And the police are kind of just, like dicking around with it for a long, like, for a week. Like, they they weren't doing anything. They were just like, oh, yeah, we'll look into this. Like, they are just kind of putting it as, like, a very non-priority thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess they were able to identify that it was one woman, one man, and one 11-year-old kid that was involved. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. It's so sad. And the kid wasn't even related to these two people. So, what? like... I know. I was like, what the fuck was a little kid doing involved with these grown-ass people and this serious fucking crime? Like, That's disturbing, because, like, did they kidnap it is that very, or something? Like, right? Fuck. Like, what happened? And so he was going without a car, and, like, in his car, he just, he also had the keys to all of his other cars that, like, he's working on or has for sale and I was like oh no so and he had tools in his car like he had just all of this valuable shit in his car and so that's really what he was hung up on because the car that he had it was a car that he got in exchange for doing 
work for someone else. So it was like a beater junk car that he was just kind of using to get to work. It wasn't really anything much value. It was like more valuable what was actually inside the car. And so he like kept bothering the police like, hey, when are you going to go to their house? And like he and his friend even like drove to their house and like waited (laughs) in like the neighborhood to see if like they could see the car pulling in. So I was like, even if you did see it pulling, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you have like no legal recourse here. Like, yes, exactly. they have your stuff, but you can't like assault them or anything, <laughs> right? So, but I mean, they never saw it, and so he was kind of like getting disheartened at one point, and then he actually got a ride to go back to Holland so that he could get one of his like a key specially made for. Um, one of his cars to drive back here and that cost like 250 bucks to get a, yeah. a, a new key made I was like Jesus Christ um, and then literally the day that he did that um, the police called him and they're like hey we found your car abandoned at a local gas station or whatever he's like oh cool but like they couldn't they couldn't tell him any information about if his stuff was still inside mm-hmm. and they need to hold on to the car for several weeks to like process the evidence that's inside of it and then they also had to tow the car and he has to pay the towing fee i was like that's fucked that's that that's bullshit like that's not his fault why should he have to pay and they haven't um arrested or done anything to the people that were involved yet so that's all kind of pending as of now but Jesus Christ, that is a juicy story. <laughs> I had no fucking idea that that like I obviously I obviously thought like I lived in a pretty like bougie neighborhood considering that like mm. I pay nine hundred dollars a month in rent like come the fuck on like yeah it's not like it's East Lansing it's not Lansing and like this is this the college town the like supposedly like better town but i was like it's huh. yeah but you are in a college town and i do remember though when i was going there um uh we had lots and lots of reports like daily reports of cars yeah. being stolen so yeah i mean like it's not super surprising that it would happen but i was just yeah i was shocked and we we even called my apartment complex because i've gotten like notices from my uh, apartment complex before saying like oh um someone got like this part taken off of their car like just mm-hmm. be aware of this we just wanted to let you know and so we called my apartment complex and told them <clears throat> and they're like oh your whole car got stolen and we're like yeah <laughs> like wow and we're like yeah we're just calling just in case you want to like notify people like to let them know that this happened they're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely do that and they never did. I was like, you assholes. Like, I know, trying to save face, I guess. But, yeah. So, that happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I know. So, I'm just, I'm glad that they, they were able to find it. And hopefully, his shit's still in there. I mean, I'm sure his wallet has gone. But he already canceled his cards and got a new license and everything. So, God. that's not. It sucks ass, though, to have to do all of that. Just. I know it's so so annoying, like just to have to go through that process. And, mm-hmm. ugh, but yeah, so I know. 
Yeah. I know, so... <laughs> I don't have a... I mean, like, I could talk about all the kittens around the apartment, and then the... Oh, yeah! Yeah. Your little baby kitty that you found. Yeah, I was leaving. I was, like, on my way out of the apartment. A lot of shit was going wrong that day, but I was on my way out of the apartment for, like, the third time, and I get down to my car, and I'm throwing my shit in, and, like, I was leaving town to go stay in Omaha overnight, and... <laughs> So, like, I was trying to leave, and I had already dealt with the maintenance guy who had just wanted to come into my build, like, into my apartment to, like, fix something, seriously, as I was mm-hmm. walking out the door. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever, I need to do this. And then the kitten thing was, I, um, I get down to my car, and I, like, could see one cat under there already, and they hang out under my car all the time. <laughs> I park yeah. pretty close to where Butch feeds them. And, uh... <laughs> Like, I start making noise, and I'm like, you guys need to scoot and scatter, like, I'm trying to leave, and uh, I throw in my shit and trying to make as much noise as I can, and I poke mm-hmm. my head back down under there, and there's still just a little kitten, just Aww. in a little ball, and I, I only see it's back to me, and I was like, okay, I'll run around the front and try to scare it into the bushes, and I get around to the front side of the kitten, and its eyes are, like, sealed shut with, like, mucus and infection. It's, like, all swollen and pus- pussy. I, like, I just don't know any other way to describe it. It was so yeah. gross. Yeah, Yeah. So the reason the kitten wasn't running for me is because it couldn't see me. And... My heart. <laughs> so I just... I mean, like, I, I had, the only thoughts I, I had were really, like, either this kitten is kind of a burden on, you know, everybody because it can't see anything, it can't, you know, get around on its own, um, and so it's just slowing everybody down, you know, so maybe help it and help everybody else, or it's the last surviving one of the litter and I need to give it a fighting chance. So Mm -hmm. I was like, it's one or the other and I'm diving. So I went under the car and I scooped the kitten up and I like rolled out and I ran up my (laughs) stairs and I'm like, Oh, I'm, at first I start knocking on Butch, Butch's door because he's right down at the bottom. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need somebody to like maybe take this to the Humane Society or something. I'm like, I need to right. leave. So um, I try knocking on his door and nobody answers. And so I go upstairs and I grab like a towel and I've got this little bean just wrapped in my shirt <laughs> and it's just like all snuggled up against me, not moving, not doing anything. <laughs> And you can hear it, it's got like little raspy breaths, um, just like really shallow raspy breaths, and I'm just like frantic, and um, so I'm like racing around trying to get stuff, and uh, Anna's texting me, because she was in Omaha, and that's where I was going, I was just going to go stay a night with her, Mm -hmm. and... She's texting me, asking me to grab something for her, and I've got, a, like, a kitten in my hand, and I'm freaking out, and I go, yeah. and I'm like, um, 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 like, I'm kind of dealing with a thing right now. And she's like, it's fine, like, take take care of the kitten. It's like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I scramble back down the stairs. I try knocking on Butch's door again. No answer. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm this is on me now. So yep. I call the Humane <laughs> Society, and nobody answers. And so I'm like... <sighs> I guess I'm just going to cold call them. I mean, I'm going to show up with a kitten and fucking hope mm-hmm. they can take it. And I get there, like, I'm racing with this little bean in my lap who's trying now to, like, walk all over me while oh, no. <laughs> while I'm driving. 
And I get there and I'm walking in and it's like sticking its, it's trying to like tuck its face into my arms and oh. everybody I'm walking past is like, oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah, you guys want to, you want to adopt this? You want to, yeah. you want to take it? I can't, <laughs> take I can't. <laughs> and uh, I get up to the desk and I'm just like, is there any chance you guys take kittens that I just find under my car? And she's <laughs> like, uh, let me check and see if we have an open kennel. Like, I just had my fingers crossed. Um, right. But thankfully, she came back and scooped it up, and then I never saw it again. Oh, yay. And I'm sure that it got adopted, because kittens go so quick at the Humane Society. And after it got the medical attention it needed, mm-hmm. I'm sure that it was allocated to a loving home. Yeah. Because oh, was... it was so cute. It was so cute. It was. It was It was in real rough shape. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I was told that the vet was actually coming in the next day to to administer, mm-hmm. you know, whatever care that the vet does there. Perfect. So it hopefully got immediate care. But, yeah. Yeah. It was in rough shape. All right. Well, we're about 16 minutes in, so I guess we should talk about this dumbass movie. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we'll get into it. All right, well, I'm Jesse. And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. It's unpleasant, I know. Oh, man. And this week, we are talking about the movie 8 Millimeters, which was released in 1999. And it's pretty much just about Nick Cage playing like this type of private investigator that is looking into the origins of a snuff film that this wealthy widow found in her husband's possessions and she just wants to know if it's real and so Nick Cage kind of goes into a deep dive to find out more information about um, the film and who was in it and what happened to the girl and that's about it. I imagine that this is probably, like, close to Nick Cage IRL. Like, you know, his, the way that he kind of just obsessively will dive into things, you know? Yes. And neglect everything else. I mean, I assume that's how he is. I don't really know, but based on, like, (laughs) um, some of the drama in his life that we're aware of, I would say... he has a thing for that. So I think probably... so. And I was I was reading some of the trivia and I think Nick also has a weird fascination with kind of this like like fucked up things because he like read the script and he wanted to be a part of this. Like he expressed interest to play the role in this film. And so I feel like he kind of has a fascination for the the weird side of things. So this is definitely a, it seems like this is just Nick in his natural habitat. (laughs) Yeah. And I realized um, after I said that, and when you started talking about the trivia, I was like, fuck, I didn't look at the trivia at all. I had completely forgotten to look at it. Okay. It's not worth looking at. That was the only thing that was really of interest at all. Man, so like my take on on it was pretty accurate, I guess. Just yeah. from the get go <laughs> there, <laughs> like all right, yep, right in his element, perfect. Yeah, uh, oh, fuck, yeah. I just had an itch on my back. I know, super exciting. <laughs> just like this More movie. More exciting than this movie. 
<laughs> yeah, the movie, they just, like, kept going when I thought it was going to end. And mm-hmm. it was, like, a little bit over two hours long. I was like, man, when is he just going to be like, okay, that's enough. I found out what I needed to find out. I'm done. But he just kept taking it one step further. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, Nick. Like, get over it. You Like, why? He got so invested in his role in this. And he felt like he had to be the justice giver in the situation. Yeah. And it was just like, why? Yeah, at a certain point, he got a little too um, deep into it. And he kind of couldn't mm-hmm. turn back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I found, I thought the movie was, like, it, it could have been more interesting. Could definitely yeah. have been more interesting. It was really slow. Um, but I thought it was, like, overall, like, an interesting concept. I did, too. I know. I didn't, I like the concept a lot because I've never seen anything that has actually, like, looked into, like, this bizarre side of porn and murder like whoo that's all yeah. that's like two like things that are very socially unacceptable combined in one <laughs> yeah i think that the the concept was really cool but i think it got too convoluted in how how mm-hmm. it was done yes how do you know what i've seen oh one thing that i hated from the very get-go so nick cage is a married man with his baby and his baby's name was cinderella and at first i was like oh maybe he's just like It's like a nickname that they're calling her to refer to her as, like, a princess or whatever. But then they started calling her Cindy. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's a real name. (laughs) How stupid. Yeah. Well, okay, was her name Cinderella or was it Cindy? I thought her her real name was Cinderella and they just called her Cindy for short. Right. I wasn't sure if it was the other way around. If they nicknamed her Cinderella. Even though her name was... I don't fucking know, obviously. I'm trying to... God damn this IMDb. I'm trying to look at the cast so I can find the baby. (laughs) To see what its name is. Uh Uh-huh. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. Where the fuck is this thing? I like how this is the detail we decide to go into. Literally the least, like, relevant or important thing. I know. It's not... Wait, is she not listed? Am I missing it? Damn. Yeah, I was hoping for a fun fact or something that, like, the baby was actually Nick Cage's son or something like that, but nothing juicy like that. No, I think his son, I don't I think his son was born in the early 90s. I think his son's, like, our mm. age. Or my Damn. age. Damn. Closer to my age. I think it's, yeah. So, Nick Cage was already a dad at this point in his career. Oh, Yeah. Remember, he was a dad when we watched, fuck, that movie with Sean Connery, The Rock. Oh, The Rock. Damn. That's when he became a father, or right around that time, right before that, I'm guessing. Yeah, so the baby's, like, not fucking listed as a character. Uh Uh-oh. There's a lawsuit pending for this. Uh, probably was not getting the credit it deserves. Yeah. Oh, else we'll never know. Okay. Anyways, the so I'm. <laughs> let's get back on track to wherever the fuck we were. God, the, I just it's so convoluted because you you fo- you're following Nick and you're following all his clues as he gets them, and so yes. you don't know who's important, who's not important, and 
everybody is hiding something. Nick's hiding shit from his wife, and um, just everybody's got a secret that they're they're holding on yeah. to. Um, and Nick ends up like he he's traveling all over with these leads, going from like I think he went to California because he lives maybe around the Pennsylvania Ohio area, and. Mm-hmm. He travels to, like, California at one point, and then he goes from California to New York, and then he goes back to California, and, like, he's, like, all over the fucking place. So, like, when he... One of the first times he's in California, he meets, uh... Uh... Max, who is played by, uh... I never... I never fucking say his name right. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Such a cool Phoenix. name. It's such yeah. a cool name. <laughs> The old JP himself. Um, yes. I'm just going to call him Max, though, because it's too embarrassing yeah. for me to try to say his name. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he meets Max, who, like, runs... He has, maybe doesn't run there, run it. He just works there. He he works the register at, a like, a porn shop, you know, that sells sex mm-hmm. toys and tapes and stuff. And Nick's there looking for clues trying to find things that um will lead him to identifying the people in the video (laughs) yeah i guess he was a joaquin phoenix was really the other big name in this and he was like he kind of played this like he was supposed to be a guy that was pursuing a music career in la and obviously that wasn't really going anywhere so this this guy is the the counter guy at um, you know this adult bookstore or whatever was his backup gig and that's what he's been doing. But like to try to portray that he was just like you know a, a punk rocker guy or whatever, they like gave him a tattoo of like a skull and crossbones on his arm and had him wear leather pants and kind of spike the sides of his hair. I was like, wow, this looks bad. <laughs> yeah, and he also is putting on a bit of a front as this kind of guy because he's. He's secretly just a really like nerdy kind of guy. He's he's reading a Truman Capote book, but he's got a cover of some porn book on the outside of it to make it look like he's reading a porn book. And Nick, yep. being the <laughs> PI great detective that he is, notices this. He's like, "You wouldn't be reading a porn book with a highlighter in your hand." Ugh, like, ha, ha, ha. I'm so smart. I can pick up on these things. Right. Oh but, God. Yeah, the the other guy that was in this movie that I that uh, we saw kind of on the cast list was uh, was his name Norman Reedus or something like that. Yeah, he plays Daryl on The Walking Dead, and he just like plays this very minimal like side character that's just like mm-hmm. was the girl that's gone missing her ex boyfriend, and he looks so fucking young in this movie. I was oh, like, Jesus Christ! Ugh. Yeah, I was like, Oh God, you're you're looking hit. You look better as Daryl. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. Anyways. Like, at some point, Nick uses uh, Max, like, to help him because Max has a lot of knowledge of, like, the industry. So he knows the directors and he knows the actors. And so, like, and he knows places to go to find some of the weird shit that Nick's looking for. And mm-hmm. they they go around town together and hit up a few places um, looking for tapes and they get thrown out of places because they're looking for things that or they're looking for the the snuff films which you know is um 
footage of people dying on film, like, in real life, and there's a lot of fakes out there, and then there's supposedly no real ones except for the mm-hmm. one that Nick's seen, apparently. Yeah, and Nick never really tells uh, Max why he's looking for this shit. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, I'm looking for that real hardcore shit, and Max is like, alright, cool, let me let me show you where you might be able to find it. Like, no questions asked. Anything harder? So, there's this thing where the guy in the snuff film that actually kills the woman who we find out, her name is Marianne, um, he wears this, like, mask and that's his like trademark and nick sees this guy in his in his mask and he's like whoa that guy looks familiar and then he's like max do you know who this is and max is like, oh yeah that's machine <laughs> so they like find the identity of the guy that um kills the woman and then they also figure out like who his like producer and manager are mm-hmm. and then so nick tries to like contact them and is like hey i know that you killed this woman and blah 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 and kind of like gets on their radar and then um they know that nick knows yeah. something that he shouldn't and he he like goes so far as to plant a bug in uh, the guy's name is eddie um they plant he plants a bug in eddie's phone and rents like building space across the street or whatever <laughs> to, to to be able to spy on him directly and um hear every all the conversations he has on his phone and uh with all that he's able to find out that um Eddie works for this guy named Dino Velvet who's uh, in New York so like Nick um takes Max with him to New York so they can find this Dino Velvet guy. And um, (laughs) Dino Velvet is played by Peter Stormare, who's, like, in so much shit. He's, like, a bad Mm -hmm. dude in just about, I don't know, everything he plays. Uh, Off the top of my head, like, The Big Lebowski. um... (laughs) Damn it. Fargo. (laughs) That's another one. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, a whole bunch of shit. Um, those are the only two I can think of, apparently. But, like, he's been in a bunch of shit. And he's, like, literally always this type of character, too. Like, yeah. he has a very specific role he always plays. Typecasting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not a bad one, I'd say. Like, to be if, a bad if, guy and everything. It suits him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's got the accent, and he looks um, like he doesn't take very good care of himself. He looks like kind of like how you'd imagine, like, a grimy porn guy to look yes exactly yeah but um nick his whole like gimmick here to get to this guy is that he wants him to create a film for him he he is trying to get obviously a snuff film but or or something similar he just wants to get machine and all the guys in the room together um, so he can, I don't know, get his justice or whatever the fuck he, I, like, I don't know what his plan was after yeah. that, but, like, getting them all together, um, was where he started, and he, I don't remember how much he, like, offered to pay this guy to do the movie, but it was, I'd say, pretty hella cheap, um, for, yeah, for what, definitely. what he was for asking what he was for. Asking. It, was like, it was only, like, ten, it was, like, 
a total of like ten grand or something because he's like five now and then five later. And I was like, that's it <laughs> to murder then, somebody. Like, <laughs> well, I think to get Machine to star in it, that was like another seven oh. or something like that. But like, <laughs> yeah. <An> all-star. <laughs> so, um, he of course agrees to do it, and uh, Nick tries to like. I think he tries, that's, after that is where he tries to get rid of, uh, Max. He, like, tries to give him mm. shit, like, money, like, go home and, you know, don't come back, kind of trying to cut him loose, but of course he's not going to do that. No. Um. No, he's like, here's money, go start your, your band career, go back and, like, make something of yourself. I know how smart mm. you are, because I saw you reading that one book, <laughs> like. Yeah, that one, one book, that one time. Yeah. And now you're fucked. You're all fucked. Yeah, I guess, and then that's when we're gonna get into the big, like, showdown at the factory. I think it's an old factory. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, so Nick shows up expecting to just be, like, you know, because Dino agrees to make the film, and he's like, hey, meet us here at this time, and so Nick shows up, and then they start, like, stuff starts to go wrong, they handcuff him to a bed, and they're like, hey, you think we weren't catching on to you. Like we know what, what you want and what you have, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, poor Max, he got, he got captured and they're like, Hey, if you don't give up the, the film or something, if you don't drop this, then we're going to kill Max and then we're going to come after your family. Mm -hmm. So they start threatening him. And, and then we also find out that, um, the guy who works for the woman who hired Nick was the one who tipped off the bad guys that Nick was on their, mm -hmm. their trail because he is the actual bad guy who had all this started in the first place. Right. Um, yeah, Nick suspects that this guy was asked to um, buy a snuff film by his old boss, Mr. Christian, and... Because there were no real ones available, he had to turn and hire somebody to make one, which is how we assume um, Dino and Eddie and Machine all got involved. And mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and Nick also, in all this chaos, reveals, like, he's asking about this all the money that uh, Mr. Christian had, had uh, given to... To him about this place. It's like, how are you guys still doing small time films at 15 grand when you're millionaires? Like, mm -hmm. you know, he gave you a million dollars to make a snuff film. Like, how, how, did, how do you not have all that money and how are you not doing bigger shit? And then that's when shit really goes sideways because um, <laughs> Longdale, the, ba the bad guy, didn't tell everybody about the million. He was keeping it for himself, obviously. Like, you know, that was his secret secret. So everybody turns on him and shit's going sideways. And I don't remember at what point it happens, but um, Max gets his fucking throat slit. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Max. He, he did. And um, like the bad guy ends up getting shot with a crossbow because like... <laughs> That was the fucking stupid part. Um, the because Longdale's pointing his gun at 
fucking Peter Stormare, uh, Dino Velvet. I couldn't think of the character's name, but he's pointing his gun at Dino Velvet, and he's like, yeah, drop your crossbow, and he's just like, okay, and then he says, action, and then shoots his crossbow right into the guy's gut, and I'm like, that was so anticlimactic. And it really so was. Slow. And then as he's, like, standing there, like, with the arrow in his gut, he shoots uh, Dino in the neck. And then Dino's like, ugh, this isn't supposed to happen. I'm not supposed, this is, I'm supposed to go out more dramatically than this. My, my, my. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, then it's pretty much, like, Nick versus, um, Eddie, Eddie because I think Mach- Machine got, like, stabbed, and so he was yeah. kind of out of commission at I think Nick point. stabbed him in the gut. Yeah. With, like, a yeah. top sharp. Yeah, and so then it was Nick kind of like fought off Eddie, and he got mm-hmm. away, and then he called Mrs. Christian, which was the widow of Mr. Christian, who was the one that you know asked for the film, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I found out all of this was real. Like, we have to go to the police um, tomorrow morning." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Very, she's devastated. Yeah, and like Nick goes back to his family, and he makes them go into hiding. Because he mm, sees that yep. his life is in danger now um, because of all the shit that he got mixed up in. And he won't tell his wife anything. And she's like, so I'm going to fucking dump your ass like if you don't tell me what's going on. And Nick's like, um, I got shit to do, so I'm just going to leave you some money <laughs> that the old lady gave me. And I'm going to go do my thing. Yep. And, she, and he's just like, I love you. And she says, nothing. She's dead. Like, blank yeah, stare. Like, she's... Uh, (laughs) yeah might not be uh working out after this and he goes back to california to hunt down eddie who's trying to escape and he like um gets him all tied up um and is trying to like you know figure out who machine is because he's trying to get get machine um who he assumes survived the gut stabbing, which was like nothing because mm-hmm. machine is like built like a fucking tank. He is a buff yeah. dude. He's <laughs> got like, him in his in his his tummy fat. <laughs> like, yeah. No internal organs were penetrated by that. <laughs> yeah, and like, so um, Eddie's like, yeah, I don't know what his name is. We he goes by machine and he shows up in his mask and he leaves in his mask. Like I don't know what he looks like and I don't know where he lives. And so, um, he, like, Nick has Eddie all, like, just, uh, beat to shit, and he wants to kill him, and, like, absolutely needs his revenge, and he calls, uh, the dead girl's mom, and basically... He tells her everything he knows. He's like, yeah, your daughter's definitely dead. Like, he gets a full yep. confession from Eddie and everything. So, like, he's like, yeah, your daughter's definitely dead. Um, yada, yada, yada. Can I have your permission to kill the people that killed her? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't really give her consent, but, like, he took it as a yes. Yeah. I guess. Right. However she said yeah. it. Yeah. He just goes in and starts pistol whipping the shit out of Eddie. He dies. And then he calls a bunch of, like, local hospitals to try to find Machine and see if any anyone came in with, like, a stab wound. And he eventually finds out this guy's name and his address and that he's still living with his mom. 
And <laughs> he goes to the house and machine is home and he's got his mask on and they start battling. They end up in a in a cemetery next door fighting in the rain. And mm-hmm. super dramatic. Um, Nick, yep. <laughs> it was very dramatic. And Nick gets leverage and um, machine is on the ground and he's like, hey, take off your mask. And he reveals himself, and he's just, like, this chubby face, like, very nerdy-looking yeah. guy. And he's like, what did yeah. you expect, a monster? Yeah, he's just some, like, weenie named George who, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just really enjoys killing and just really gets yep. off on it. And and this is a thing that Nick has been, like, struggling with the whole time he's going after all these people in the movie. He, he wants to know why... They're making these snuff films. Like, does it get you art? Does it like like do you get off on it? Like, what is the point? Like, why? And mm-hmm. and George is just like, yeah, I just like it. Like, I wasn't raised all <laughs> fucking weird. I just really enjoy fucking killing people. And I know Nick just, that was he can't accept it. Nick can't. Cr- I know he's like he's like no. That's like he thinks that there has to be more to it. And I guess mm-hmm. he wants some kind of like rational explanation like it i don't know why he needs to know so bad like obviously these are fucked up people you can't explain their actions like but anyways he kills them yep and then in the end he just goes crying to his wife Mm mm-hmm yeah and then he's doing like he's at the end he's doing his yard work like uh, cause earlier in the film, we do see him doing yard work before, like, he goes, um, off on this mission. He's doing his yard work with some real vigor, you know, really, like, getting the leaves and all that shit. And then at the end of the movie, like, he is scarred. And so he is, like, <laughs> just barely putting anything into it. And he's, like, just raking really pathetically. And then he goes and gets the mail. And in the mail is this card a thank you card from uh the dead girl's mom janet thanking nick for uh, telling her the truth and um she was super happy and thankful because uh he gave her the money that uh, mrs christian left for her because mrs christian felt so guilty about what her husband did and what everybody else did that she left a bunch of money to um, Janet, you know, out of guilt. And so she was very thankful for it. And then, um, you know, you get that whole little card read. And then Nick looks at his wife and he just gives her this really weird, sad smile. And <laughs> that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I know. I honestly thought that Nick was going to have an affair with the dead girl's mom because she was very like, you know, when he first showed up at her house to try to like find some evidence, she's like, hey, have a drink with me, have dinner with me. But mm-hmm. Mr. I think Nick she was, was just lonely. Mr. Yeah. Faithful in this movie. So. Oh, yeah. Nick no is affairs. totally faithful. Just a bunch of porn watching and just like. <laughs> he's faithful, just, but uh, he's a. Like, He's lying so much to his wife. Like, even about smoking. um, Because she asks him at the very beginning if if he's been smoking again because he smelled and probably tasted like cigarettes. And he's like, I'm not smoking. Why would you accuse me of that? And then not even, like, an hour later, he's lighting up in the basement. Like... Literally. And he just, like, sprays air freshener. Like, that's not uh going to mask it. I know. How stupid do you think she is? That shit's strong. Everybody yeah. can smell a cigarette. That's you yeah. can't hide it. 
Think I'm fucking around? Yeah, there was lots of clues and things that were uncovered, but um, the movies, the snuff films that they looked at, even the fake ones, the the real one that they looked at, just not very good uh, stunts. You know, like stuff yeah. <laughs> punching and hitting and yeah. you know, like fighting. Like, um, right. yeah, I'd say they. I wish they would have done a little better there, but yeah. And for being as like I guess pornographic as this was supposed to be, it was not as pornographic as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Apparently, uh, another thing in the trivia that they were looking into was like they were considering even making this rated like TV fourteen or something, just because <laughs> there was like <laughs> I guess they they. They could have been able to do that, but I don't think, obviously, they didn't end up doing that rating. But, yeah, so, like, they had the option just because it wasn't as graphic as hmm. you would think it would be, but. Yeah, I'd say there was probably just, like, more blood than anything, and I guess mm-hmm. there was violence and blood. Not so many titties. And there was, like, one scene where Nick was, like, following Eddie and the guys, and they were going to shoot, like, a porno, I guess. And he's kind of mm-hmm. peeking through the window, and you see... um these people about to get down and like the dude goes yeah. full frontal and there's no dick there there's nothing <laughs> I there <know. laughs> i was like what the shit is this <laughs> what kind of ken doll is this uh-huh. like, that's yeah that was very strange <laughs> yeah so i mean like uh, yeah yeah could have been could have been more nudity <laughs> could have been a little more nudity i think but yeah so all in all, it's interesting idea for a movie. Nick's acting in it was, yeah, it was it was nothing memorable. I don't think. No, was... I I mean I do I do like when he yells in this movie, especially when he's <laughs> dropping the f bombs. He was yes, pretty. That's always good. Those are those were good. Um, yeah, but he definitely went a little too deep. <laughs> yeah. Take off the fucking mask! Let's rank this son of a bitch. What was Kiss of Death about, again? <laughs> was that... That was, was that was that Nick's the... brother's movie, right? Wasn't that... Nick's brother's movie was Deadfall, wasn't it? Oh, you're right, it was Deadfall. Kiss of Death... Was that the one with the guy from CSI Miami? Horatio? I think... I think so. I'm gonna have to look it up because I know they're frankly, starting to blend I'm... together because they're getting kind of similar. <laughs> they are getting kind of similar. <laughs> yes, it was. It was where Nick okay. plays Junior, little Junior Brown, oh, who okay. has asthma. Oh yeah, I I honestly like the his character in that movie better than this movie. <laughs> okay. I honestly don't think I would rank this very high. I think I'd put it around Firebirds. Where is Firebirds? Right now it's uh-huh. number 21. I liked it more than The Rock, which is where I'm struggling. What if we put it... Was it better than The Cotton Club? Mm. Let's just put it... Let's put it above The Rock, below The Cotton Club. Yeah. Okay, so that would put it at technically number 19, but really... 18 if we don't include fast times i don't even know why we have that movie on our list like we should just 
I guess it's in his acting stuff, so we have to include it, but, like, it's it in just his, doesn't feel... It's in his portfolio, but it's just one of the better movies of the movies yeah. that we've watched, even though he has no part in making it better. It's just a better <laughs> exactly. movie. <laughs> Don't worry about me. But thank you. I do have to say the next one, um, I kind of read the little description when I pulled it up before we sat down to record, and I was like, ooh, this one sounds like it's going to be better so oh yay tell us about it what is it so the next one is bringing out the dead which also came out in 1999 and is also rated r and is also just over two hours long um (laughs) but it's described as a drama uh thriller and the description is haunted by the patients he failed to save. A monumentally burned out Manhattan ambulance paramedic fights to maintain his sanity over three increasingly turbulent nights. Ooh, mm-hmm. that does sound more up our alley for ghost yeah. shit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's ghosty and uh, Nick going, you know, kind of like losing his mind, I think. Um, we might enjoy this. Although it looks to be the quality of maybe Vampire's Kiss. So I guess, yes. yeah, we're right up our alley, you know? <laughs> right. Um, other people in it, uh, John Goodman. Yeah. Oh, Ving Rhames. Again, this would be like the third oh, hell movie yeah. now that they've been in together. And John Him Goodman. And are collaborators. Nick, well, and John Goodman oh, yeah, is he... in Raising Arizona, right? Yep, that's right. Wow. It's all come together. No one else that I recognize. Yeah, I was about to say, names are getting a little different. Fuchsia? Who's Fuchsia? Oh, she's a prostitute. Ooh, fun. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, her name, I guess, now is just Fuchsia with an exclamation point at the end. Um, but in the I movie, see she's this. billed as Fuchsia Walker. I went down pretty low. There's no picture on her or anything. Uh, like, I don't even okay. know what she looks like. I just saw the name and I was like, huh. You know, that's fun. the weird ones. But, yeah, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of people in this one. Are these all ghosts that he sees? Because that'd be I pretty hope cool. so. Yeah. Well, good. Finally one to look forward to. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking forward to each one and then I'm disappointed by each one. Just slightly. <laughs> yes. You know? There's just... <laughs> yep. We haven't found the golden one yet. But yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I think that's... Yep. Snuff said. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, machine. Love your work. 